Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another Rugby League Down South podcast. Coming up on this episode, Broncos head coach Joey Grimer gives his pre-season thoughts ahead of the championship start for the London club. We speak to the club captain Ben Farrer about what a difference 12 months make. And we speak to James Sullivan, the brother of former London Broncos academy man John Sullivan, who died in December 2014. James has in fact organised a, a charity sort of celebrity match, which we'll hear more about later, a bit more about John, uh, his life and how he'll be remembered and the things being done to raise money for charities and keep his name going uh, later on in this podcast. Now, a couple of things I was hoping to do uh, in this I guess it's not quite the first one of the new series, but it's the first one of the new year. Um, I'm hoping to talk to uh, Steve Mascord, the uh, rugby league journalist who covers matters uh, down under as well as in the uh, northern hemisphere and um, he wrote a piece recently um, for the Sydney Morning Herald about um, the viability of basing an NRL franchise in London and the viability of it Um, it was very well argued piece so hopefully if we can catch up with Steve uh, in the next couple of weeks or so we can have him on the podcast hoping as well to uh, chat with the Wigan chairman Ian Lennigan um, about sort of plans and and how he sees the future of the game in London in particular now because um, there was a story in the League Express a couple of weeks ago saying that he's keen to bring a a Wigan Warriors game to London uh, if he can uh, this year so we'll find out more about his plans and uh, whether it's more than just plans at this moment in time so hopefully that in the next few weeks but to be fair um, it's just been a busy um, few months for myself personally and unfortunately the podcast has sort of been on a bit of the back burner of course it's been the close season so it's not been as crucial and I uh, usually busy myself doing panto and things like that in the off season um, not this year I moved house and new job and or, or looking for new jobs and interviews and new things um, so loads of stuff has been going on it's been very very busy and I just haven't had the time and particularly in the last couple of weeks as well I apologize um, I haven't had the time to to really stitch together a, a comprehensive um opening podcast for the new year so we'll do some uh, league one content in the next few weeks i promise i should have a little bit more time to try and uh, talk to these people um but yes it's been busy jobs work doing all sorts some sad news in the family as well uh, over christmas but uh, back up and running now um and a new website uh, ianramsdale.co.uk that's my uh, web address uh, sort of um done a little redesign on my own and there's a little rugby league down south section is there which is where um might be a good a, a good port of call unless you're sort of synced into itunes and stuff which you can find this podcast because also trying a new little download for this year as well um a new a new service so not no longer uh, using spreaker but elsewhere so um 
let's see how this goes and more about that in future podcasts but okay enough of the rambling from me let's get on with the new season then shall we Broncos uh, going into the championship uh, relegation from Super League at the back end of last year I've written a piece for the London Broncos match day program about um, how it's a bit of a new era um, and how it is a new chapter and uh, hopefully things ahead are positive so how does the head coach Joey Grimer feel I went to a open training session which was held a couple of um, weeks ago now uh, Saturday morning at uh, what is now their new training base London Broncos now training um, as a new training base the developments at the uh, at Underhill the Broncos uh, old place of course Barnett's old playing ground um, sort of leaped forward quite quickly so um, they had all right they the club knew about it and um, they were already looking for um, a new venue and have now moved I'm very happy it's up in uh, Bushy uh, more details on that maybe in the, in the next few podcasts or so but uh, yeah popped up there for an open training session first opportunity to uh, get a first look at the new players for this year to be fair didn't recognise very many of them at all um, I had a good chat with a few fans down there there's a good Q&A with uh, Joey and the boys uh, afterwards uh, inside their new training base great to see the club doing and organising uh, things like that as well shows how far the the club have come more about that with Ben Farris soon but here we go here's the thoughts of the head coach Joey Grimer ahead of what is our new chapter for the Broncos in the championship Joey first question the beard um, where's it come from yeah look it's something that the players have sort of um, um, given a bit of banter about and uh, we're just growing uh, growing our beards and um, I can't tell you what it's for or you know what we've spoken about but it's a, a in-house um, thing that the team have suggested because I spotted a few of the players have got it as well so it's a club thing yeah, I think it's a one-in-all-in type of thing. And um, uh, for us Mediterranean um, heritage players uh, or, or coaching staff, uh, a beard will grow in a week. But there's a few uh, English and Aussies there that have been trying to grow beards for about uh, four or five weeks and disgraceful attempts. But nevertheless, they're, um, they're trying to grow their, that, that, the fluff on their face. Well, you're rolling around now to your first full season with the Broncos. Um, it does seem like the club are... are not unrecognisable to what they were last year but it seems like the club have come on leaps and bounds is that something you've noticed both on and off the field? Yeah certainly I have uh, Ramo and it's it's something that's been mentioned to me from a number of uh, different areas through emails and just people um, that that, that, uh, are supporting the Broncos which is pleasing because um, last year we spoke about uh, the seven point plan that um, Jason, myself and David had or we're trying to implement, and uh, all but one of those um, have been implemented. And uh, this afternoon, I'm going down to Medway to look at the uh, uh, watch the under 16s scholarship team go around and to see them training uh, using the same calls, the same fundamentals, coaching philosophies, um, setting up their programs and working with their head coaches. It's very pleasing, even more so what was pleasing was that last week we uh, uh, brought up seven players from the academy squad that hadn't trained with the first team and the continuity and the consistency and the calls and the plays and just the whole structure of the rugby league um, um, was very pleasing because they knew. And as a club, that's where we want to be. But, yeah, certainly I'm really proud of where the clubs are at the moment and the effort by the performance staff and the backroom staff and the administrative staff uh, with David. And, it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're rowing in the right direction, as it were. We've just been invited down by you and the players in the club to see an open training session. People don't usually get to see your final team run because it's where you have the plays and, and things like that. Saw you out on the field at one point where a play came off and you were applauding and punching the air. 
has pre-season gone to plan? It has. Um, uh, the only the only piece to the puzzle uh, that's not available is William Bardot, and unfortunately for the Broncos uh, and for William himself, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that he did injure himself before he started his contract playing for France. But when you play a contact sport, you're going to have those type of results. However, in saying that, um, he's the only one um, that's going to be unavailable for selection. And touch wood, we come through Dewsbury. Uh, unscathed, we're going to be sore and sorry. We know that, but as long as we come away with no uh, injuries, um, we've got our best uh, team available to play, and hopefully getting ready for round one against Doncaster. Most people will be listening to this interview after your Dewsbury game. How much will you, and how much should we look into the result or the performance in that game? I've spoken to Glenn Morrison, and uh, we both are going to treat this as a championship game. Um, I'm not taking the extended uh, squad, I'm only taking a squad of uh, 20 players, but likely to play uh, 17 or 18. My understanding with Glenn is that uh, he's of similar approach, so uh, we're going to play this as much as we can as a championship game. Last week I was very fortunate that um, uh, the roster that I have, uh, albeit it's not a large one, that uh, we were able to give the younger, less experienced or the higher numbered players a real good opportunity, which uh, they've done themselves a lot of praise. So the Catalans into London Scholars into Dewsbury, it's going to be a, a great succession of where we want to go. and It'll give us a real good idea where we're at. And um, you've, you've obviously got uh, one more pre-season game. Obviously, sorry, this one. This is the Dewsbury is this, this pre-season game. Then that's it. I mean, uh, are you happy with where you're going to be come start of the season? Then yeah, we are. Um, Mike Eccles and uh, Dan Mays um, have done a tremendous job as far as their conditioning and strength. Um, they've been phenomenal, and just the size, the power, the speed. And we're very lucky that we are a full-time club, so we do have that. Um, those advantages and certainly with the medical area in um, Kelly Burke and, 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 and Reese, um, they've been a f- phenomenal job with their um, rehab so it's all looking positive at this stage uh, but we have got a, long wor- a lot of work to go 17 new players it's not going to happen all on, on uh, round one um, you know we need another six weeks to settle in to get that game game understanding between each other you mentioned the, the smaller squad that you've got. You just lost one player as well. Will you be looking or are you going to sort of wait and see how the season pans out? Yeah, we're always looking for players available, um, Ramo. And the, the issue is uh, is that, you know, unfortunately for Luke, he was such a, a great attribute for our team. However, for family reasons, he's decided that he wants to head back north and um, we certainly gave him that blessing. Um, to replace him at the moment is not a priority. I have uh, um, Matt Garside and uh, Joel Wicks who have been fantastic at training and, and, and played as, uh, as fantastic on the game uh, with the Catalans and Scholars. So there's no, we're under no pressure. But if, someone, if there are some players available, uh, we'd be crazy not to look at them. You mentioned no pressure there. Do you feel under pressure this season or a different pressure to last year? Because I think you came in with your eyes wide open last year as to what the situation was. But this year, there is a different feel. There is a different expectation, isn't there, of what this squad should achieve? I think I think uh, rightfully so, too. Uh, uh, when I came in, it's uh, ironically that um, it's tomorrow last year when I first arrived in England. So tomorrow is my, uh, fir- my, my first year anniversary, if you like, into uh, London. Um, however, uh, having seen and walked into last year and just, you know, uh, with Tony Ray, um, yeah, there, there are some things that, that, that have changed considerably. And to be fair uh, to Tony um, and the previous staff there, um, they, they were, had their backs against the wall. 
because of the lateness of which they uh, try to enter the competition. So um, there were reasons for that. However, fast forward 12 months, you talk about pressure. Um, I don't have any pressure on me. I don't have any... Um, dis- I'm not disillusioned where, where, we, where we are, um, what our aims are. And for everyone in the championship, it's to finish in that top four to get into that, as David Hughes quotes, the washing machine. I love that. Yeah, uh, get into that uh, Super 8 series. So... I think if you ask uh, six to eight championship clubs, they would be genuinely saying that they need to finish in the top four, and it's no different uh, to where we are. The uh, issue is, is that you know you got Lee and Bradford who deserve to be favourite and second favourite, and um, there are um, a contingent of other teams that are going to make up the top four. So for them, um, the Lee Centurions, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm only worried about the Broncos, but. We'll put the pressure on the other other teams because the expectations on them could be a little bit higher than what they are with the Broncos. We're a rebuilding club, and um, um, I don't think there's any pressure. And I'm not disillusioned uh, where we need to be. So it was a great experience to uh, to be there. Really, like I said, didn't recognise uh, too many of the players. And uh, interesting that Joey says, you know, I'm not feeling too much pressure. There must be a little bit of pressure um, to achieve something this year. And um, you know, there he talks about the the Dewsbury game that they went on to lose um, the following day. And you know, as, as you can you can read into it, they were treating it like a normal game, and that's the sort of results you're going to get. Um, this season, I, I would have thought it's going to be a very competitive uh, division. You'd think it would take time uh, to, for the for the club to gel. It always happens at the beginning of the season. You don't really sort of bed down until a couple of games in. Um, it takes you a, a while to get into your stride. So um, I go into the the season with intrigue as to see what will happen uh, within this year. So yes, read in. I think so the, the result of the Dewsbury game, but it doesn't mean that that's how every game's going to go. I think you can look at the fact that. It was a tough workout for them, um, and it was a good match. And I think the competitive nature is maybe what we're going to see more of this year. Hopefully, um, it results in, in Broncos wins. And of course, as I mentioned, we'll do more about the League One sides. An interesting season ahead of what Coventry in, in the division now. Uh, London Scholars, Gloucestershire All Goals, Oxford. Um, Hemel so yes it's a, a big year for, for League One so more about that in future podcasts as well as we catch up with uh, players and coaches alike but let's hit from the club captain at London Broncos um, I mentioned before about the it was good to see the Broncos organising a, a pre-season event and I mentioned it when they did the kit launch it's a club who now is craving attention rather than shying away from maybe things that weren't organised as well as they thought um, or weren't organised as well as they would want things to be so they didn't really want to shout about things just because of the the, the situation the club was in so uh, it's great to see them now craving that attention wanting people, journalists, fans to come along and um, and be involved um, and, and report these things um, and get the, the word out to a wider audience. So uh, it was one of the things that I talked to Ben Farrer about because, well, I think as he mentions in this interview, it, a year ago he still hadn't arrived in the country. So um, when you think about the, the difference, that he's obviously been there for a year, he went and got married um, at the end of the season um, and then came back for, for a full pre-season pretty much. So... Um, yeah, what a difference a year makes. That's where I pretty much started my chat with the club captain, as it is for London Broncos for 2015, in Ben Farrer. 
Yeah, a year ago we were chatting. For a year ago, you hadn't even arrived in the country. But this club must look so different now to how it did when you arrived. Yeah, it is remote. So it's yeah, totally different to be honest. So um, a year ago I was in the country. There was Nick Sloan who I live with, so that's a head start anyway. Having a pre-season, uh, as I was saying before, I think. You know, having every every member on deck for round, uh, sorry, not round one, day one of pre-season really helped. So, you know, we've, we've had three or four solid months of training behind us and uh, and looking forward to playing some games now. So, yeah. Realistically, it puts you, I don't know, six months ahead of where you were last year because you've not only had everyone together but the full pre-season as well. Yeah, it does. It's um, In a way, you, you sort of start on a level playing field, aren't you? You know, because you've done all the hard work off the field. Uh, you know each other's games now, and and uh, you know you're sort of not getting thrown in situations where you know you're trying to learn game plans and moves and how everyone plays in a game situation. It's quite tough, so uh, you know everyone's sort of been training hard, and we're looking forward to um, to getting on the field now. So. What impresses you about the club at the moment? Because, you know, I think everyone's been open and honest and said, you know, last year everyone had their eyes wide open. They knew the situation. They knew what was happening. But what do you see at the club now and think, you know, this is really a club that is on the way forward and for someone who's club captain that you can pinpoint and say this is this is a good thing? Uh, something like we're at the moment. I mean, this time last year this just wouldn't happen. A day like this, really. Uh, one of the, uh, the fans mentioned before that he just something as simple as a, um, a sponsorship board behind us, sitting behind us before. Wouldn't happen last year. Um, and that's no disrespect to anyone, but we just weren't in a position to, to have it happen. This year um, there's been a lot of hard work go go on off the field, uh, and you know as players we've recognised that, and you know we need to hold up our, our end of the bargain and, and perform on the training field, and now on the field sort of playing as well. So uh, you know I think um, it's really positive. You know, like I was saying before, you don't want to. Everyone at this time of year can, can talk themselves up and say how good everything's looking, but um, you know we're quietly confident, and and uh, you know it's it's been positive so far. So. And it seems like there's always continual change as well. I should say congratulations because you flew back down and you got married um, yeah, yeah. O- over the um, the winter, yeah. the summer, however it works yeah, out. You've yeah, been in all sorts yeah, of time zones. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but people were saying when you came back, you were saying it looked so different than when, a month ago when you left. I'm li- literally like, it was a month. Uh, I don't think too many of them had much time off, to be honest. So I was away for about a month. Uh, as you said, got married. It would have been, oh, what would it have been? Uh, spring, I guess, back home. Um, so, yeah, I come back and it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot different, you know. It was sort of towards the end last year, they had a lot of things in place. It was sort of starting to get the ball rolling and, and that had just continued. Um, so when we got back in sort of November, everything was sort of up and running and, um, and you know, it's been, it's been been really good, been a really smooth transition. Everyone's um, jumped on board and it's going well, so... And we know players being players, you just can't wait to get out on the field. And I guess the pre-season games are a chance to do that, and it's good to get a run out. I guess you've got another one of those with Dewsbury tomorrow, yep. but I bet you, you're itching to get this season underway, aren't you? Yeah, it is. It's um, you know, it, as, as important as the pre-season is, by the end of it, you're sort of pretty sick and tired of, of running and lifting weights. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be really good to sort of start putting some stuff into practicing games. Uh, you know, we had had a trial two weeks ago against Catalan. Um, another one last week that a lot of the young boys performed really well so we've had two sort of pretty positive trials um, another one tomorrow 
you know, which hopefully we get a bit out of again, and um, and then we can build in for our first game against Doncaster in two weeks. So, you know, obviously that's the end goal. That's when we want to start be firing for. So. It's all a bit of a process at the moment and, and ironing some kinks out and, and getting some uh, some positive stuff as well and as match fitness obviously as well. So that's that's the goal and um, and everything's looking looking good at the moment. So And I don't know whether these things sort of transfer over to the players, but ahead of a season everyone's like, you know, where do you think you'll finish? You know, what's the what's the target, what's the achievement? It does seem like this year that no one's really asking or saying what is the target. Mm. It's clear, isn't it? The target is top four and it's almost expected from yeah. this club and anything less than that, to be fair, I don't think people are expecting less than that. But mm. that that is you know, that, that's yeah. the be all and end all this yeah, year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Well, like you said, mate, you know, we we're, we're a super league team last year. Um, playing in Super League, sorry, probably of not that standard, but um, playing in Super League this year, I think, without being disrespectful of the team last year, I think we've probably got a stronger squad this year, which is quite weird, isn't it? You know, playing in a, in a lower champ, in a lower lower comp. So you're right, there is an expectation when it comes with that. Um, but in saying that too, you know, we've got to take that on. Um, we want to be top four, and you know, with with that comes sort of a bit of pressure, that sort of thing. But you know, more, we're more than willing to um, to cop that, and, and that's what we're striving for. It really will be interesting to see how the Broncos go in the uh, Championship 2015. It's a very exciting year. I mean, Super League got off to um, a good start, some reasonable publicity. Um, the, the game, I saw one of the games, the um, Witness Wigan game uh, again, tremendous entertainment. Um, and you know, I think that if we can have similar in the championship this year, um, it'll be it'll be it'll be good all year round. And I think we'll start to appreciate now maybe what some championship clubs have been banging on about for the last few years and the lack of attention that they get and the quality of the product and, and quite what the rugby league level is. Um, that's of course if you don't usually or haven't seen. A championship rugby league you may well have seen a little bit of it like I have uh, reporting it for the uh, the television uh, when it was on Premier Sports but um, yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a different product but it's a great product and um, yeah we will enjoy it hopefully in 2015 uh, and also while we're here should mention that um, I uh, I was asked um, I'm privileged to uh, be asked to be the stadium announcer for the Broncos for 2015 it's difficult at times to sort of schedule the fixtures in around other things that I have planned but I think I think it's going to work out I hope it's going to work out um, but really looking forward to uh, hosting the pre-match entertainment be doing things in the hospitality suite and also doing a few things post-match as well um, again it should be a good season it should be a positive season and uh, when you look at the the season at Barnet having the, the football club at the Hive it could be a really good um, six months at the Hive um, I think there's a particular people um hoping that it will be a very very positive uh, few months ahead so uh, yes delighted to be a part of it and um be doing the uh, stadium announcing so that'll obviously help i'll be able to uh, grab some interviews and stuff for the podcast and um other things in my journalism career as well um but finally on the program this week um a rather sad and tragic story really um i had an email from uh, james sullivan um the brother of john who uh, he said passed away on the 13th of December. You may have seen um, notes on the Broncos Twitter feed, the Facebook, the the website um, about their former player. James said that former uh, England rugby league youth level um, played for students Broncos, Quinns RL Academy, and a few first games. 
Um, they said they had a huge response from people on Facebook and many rugby union games held a minute's silence for him and players and officials have worn black armbands in his memory, the national one and the premiership, uh, says James. Um, and he was on about organising a, um, a, poten- a potential um, like a memorial game, a celebrity game, um, a charity game as well to raise money um, for those like John um, who sometimes struggle with life when you're thrown out of a scenario where you've been in a sporting environment and you no longer have that. Um, so I thought I'd have a chat with, with James about his brother to find out more about him initially. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't think I've ever, ever had the pleasure of meeting John, but he met very many people, knows a lot of people still involved in the rugby league scene down south also the rugby union scene as well i know that james is involved in that as well so there's going to be a um well as you'll hear um it's going to be a, quite a a big game um and hoping that quite a few people will go along and support it i know rob powell who's involved of course with the um the scholarship system uh, at broncos is going to um get one team together and st mary's university getting another team together but uh, here is the chat with uh, james sullivan about his brother john and the game that they're organizing in his memory uh james first of all um tragic news um that, that i spotted um over the sort of christmas and new year period just before that but uh just first of all let's just start off with with you telling us a bit about um your, your brother what was he like um an absolutely outstanding character um lots of lots of full of life um very cheeky very intelligent um, very talented um young young man um who who's been to university got a good degree um and had a big network of friends uh, and someone, someone who you just love to be around, it make you feel like a million billion pounds. Uh, just an all-round great, great guy. Um, well, I'm, I'm his older brother, so I'm sure I could tell you some terrible stories about him. <laughs> that's for sure. But, um, but no, he's, he's a hero of mine, and um, he's a hero of many. Um, I think the turnout to his funeral just. Mm shows that well you mentioned that network of friends uh, you know obviously we, we've chatted before uh, we recorded this interview but uh, he was uh, like you say that big network of friends but not just that he, he was a he was a person it seems that was respected by a lot of those people yes yes he he, he, he is he was he um, there was since his passing um, we've had endless amounts of phone calls emails from from students from parents of students um, and rugby colleagues who played with him professionally and socially, um, and just friends. It, it's, it's absolutely um, amazing the response that we've had, um, and what John did um, with even involved in rugby and involved in education, um, getting young women and men into university where they were failing in school, um, helping a professional. Um, rugby player get into uh, Wasp Academy and now signed with a French club um, and even telling even the cheekiness of um, him even told a parent of how to speak to their son or daughters um, I don't know how he got across there but the parent was oh so thankful because their relationship blossomed even more 
And I suppose the most tragic part of this is that, you know, you, you obviously, you've been involved and in, you're, you're still involved um, in rugby of both codes and uh, your brother had too, but it, it, was, the, it was the difficulty of, um, I, I guess, not knowing quite where your place is once you go out of the game. Oh, definitely. Um, I've experienced it. It took me many years to actually get um, to where I am today and be comfortable in my life choices because there's a big... You're, you're stuck in the middle of everywhere where you, your whole life, your dream is rugby. Rugby union, Barrett being rugby league. Um, and when that's taken away from you, you're basically reborn again and you've got no idea of where to go what direction to to start um, and you, you're very much lost you're in limbo um, but when you've got friends around you they kind of pick you up and when you've got a strong family they pick you up and, and you find your path again um, but yeah it's so hard I, I think very much for academy players you're striving for that that dream um, and unfortunately, you don't have uh, an education to, you know, fall back on. It's so, so hard. And that we've all had dreams. We've all wanted to be a, a space, um, spaceman, a fireman, and hmm. a professional footballer. Yeah. But when, when it's actually you have it and then taking your, taking it away, it's so, so, so hard to start again. Um, and that was one element of John. And you know, and there's, there's elements of success as well. Um, from coming out of sport and moving on into a different profession, but it's so so hard to get yourself going on the right track. Was that maybe one of the most surprising parts of it? Because obviously, you know, you talk about um, you know the things that he'd achieved within the game, and, and you know, you going through a, a very a very similar experience as well. Do you find that? I mean, did, did your brother disguise his feelings? You know, was it was it? I guess it wasn't obvious. You know, that that he was struggling with things because you talk about the people he was spoken to and the inspiration that he was. Yeah, I, it was very much. Um, yes, it was completely disguised, and what we we generally do as well. You know, um, as males, we kind of have to put on a front that we're strong, uh, we're hard, nothing knocks us, we're not emotional. Um, and we have that kind of in society today. Um, we all bear, you know, we all have that, carrying it around with us day by day. Um, John shielded it, he wore the mask, um, and we all do with disappointment, we do. We shield it. Everyone will come up to you and say, are you okay? And your first thing, response is, yeah, I'm fine. But deep down, you do not share your feelings. Um, and yeah, John was putting feelings away, taking those gulps and putting it deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and then obviously losing rugby was one part of many things that led to uh, John's death, unfortunately. And obviously the... Um the, the feeling that you have now and, you know, reflecting on things has led you to organise this charity game, this uh, this uh, rugby game, to try and raise money for charity, to try and raise the issue, to try and, um, you know, keep your, your brother's name and... Um, I, I guess the, the word legacy is used uh, far too frequently these days, but but to keep his name going in, in in what he did, and you're trying to raise that awareness and, and do something. I guess that you feel you now have to. Yes, I mean um, we 
with the funeral, we gave all the money was going to go to Calm, so the campaign against uh, living miserably for men. Um, between the ages of about 24 to about 34 as well, um, where it's most common for uh, male suicides. Um, and we are making, keeping that aware as well because it's so, it's so important. And we're not the only one. You've got Kate Nash who turned up to John's funeral um, who I think had a number one many years ago. Yeah. You've, got, you've got Professor Green who is part of Calm as well. So it's, it's slowly the exposure is getting out there and shows you how hard it hits young men and young adults um, with today's society. And this is just one thing that's been amazingly um, um, brought up from the support of London Broncos and also, most importantly, the uh, Rugby League of St. Mary, the Sims Rugby League team. We've had so much help from uh, Pierre, um, James, Lynchy. I can string off mm-hmm. uh, probably 20 to 30 to 40, 50 names who has helped put this together. And that's just only now. I mean, we, I was on the phone uh, not about an hour ago to Matt King, um, and he cannot wait for April the 4th. And he goes, the first thing he said to me, he goes, James, April the 4th, I'll be there. I bet he wants to play, doesn't he? He does want to play. <laughs> I, think, I think he'll score a lot of tries in his wheelchair. And um, he said, James, 11 years to the day is the accident when I had my, when he broke his neck, so, neck on the rugby field. Wow. And that was the day, obviously, John stayed with him and became even closer friends through his accident and that just shows you one part of his character he helped Matt get through all his troubles and stood by him like any loyal friend would and John did that in abundance mm. and it was just great for him we, we, I, we've heard that Henry Paul is going to play we're just wondering if um, getting confirmation on you know, the likes of Jason Robinson um, is going to participate and, and Louis Gaysbrook McCarthy mm. um, as well. We don't know, but the response we've had from Facebook, Twitter has been amazing, absolutely amazing. And anything to raise awareness, and, and it just shows you the love John John has to give out, and also John John received how much he was loved. And just give us the details then, in a short sentence. Where is it? When is it? Um, and what's going on? Well, it's on April fourth. Uh, 2 p.m. kickoff at St. Mary's University. Um, it's going to be a great day out. Um, there's a bar as well, so lots of drinks flying around. Um, and it's just going to be a great out-and-out spectacle, spectacle of a game between St. Mary's Old Boys that John used to play for and a select London Broncos side. Um, so anyone who's ever played for any of those clubs is going to come along and play. Um and it's all going to be there in front of um, I'm going to play and I'm, I'm hopefully trying to get my old man to play as well <laughs> quite good um, fantastic but it's, it's, it's just going to be great for the family and it's also be visually amazing for my mother and my sister um, and just to show how much love and how much appreciation for it and we would like to thank St Mary's for letting us use the ground and facilities where John and John study uh, we're very grateful for that as well and I know it's obviously been a, v- a very tough time for the family over the last few months, but I guess 
if you look at this game and if John looks at this game, talking of the people that are going to play, um, you know, things that are going to happen, the events, you know, the support that you say you've got from social media and stuff, John would love this, wouldn't he? Oh, he would be all over it. Uh, he'll be there in his lazy boy with his, you know, Sky Remote, rewinding it, pressing pause, having a, having a few sips of a Corona, just really, really enjoying it and embracing it. Uh, he'll be there on the day, I'm sure he will be. Um, but he would love it. He would absolutely love it. And the help from, you know, yourself as well, Ian, and, um, and any other exposure we could get would be truly grateful. And, you know, this podcast has a, a limited reach, but it reaches a number of people. If there was a, a message, you know, you mentioned about the, um, the the attitude that sometimes, you know, a, a male persona uh, brings and, and the way that the people think they have to behave. Um, you know, there could well be people listening to this right now who are, um, you know, in the game, on the fringes of the game, doing things. If you could say one thing to them now, what would it be? I think just just speak to your family. Tell them how you truly feel. Your friends, your close friends. Anything, there's nothing more important in this world than having your family and your friends close to you. And just trust them as well. And if you're on the fringes with rugby or uh, whatever sport you are, just make sure you have a plan B, you have a fallback. So education is very, very important. And that's one thing John did. Whenever he signed with London Broncos he made sure he signed while studying so he always knew he had something to fall back on but just lean on your friends lean on your family lean on all your loved ones and they will support you and you will reach your goal sound advice from James about anyone in that situation it's a it can be a very enjoyable um, environment and a very rewarding environment but also a very very tough environment when you're in there and when you come out so um, yes I was always told in my journalism to make sure you've got to fall back because um, it's it's slightly different in um, certain respects but again it's a competitive um, environment to be in Um, so again um, great to hear about John and I wish James and the team uh, good luck with their event I'm sure we will feature them on the programme more and do something um, and a feature on the game uh, in the future so yeah more of that to come in the next couple of months but that's it though for Rugby League Down South for this uh, second episode of the third series um, I'll be back with more soon hopefully we'll get it as a regular thing as well when maybe my shifts settle down um, I can guarantee uh, more when I've got a certain time to put together or to help get it put together um, but I'll be looking at maybe publishing Tuesdays or Wednesdays every other week if I can um, sort of one or two a month um, yeah we'll see I'll, I'll do as much as I can put it that way um, but I can't guarantee it will be every week with other things that are going on but thank you for your continued support thank you for downloading and listening and anything in particular any ideas that you have that you want to get featured on the programme always love to hear from uh, you about that so um, email rldownsouth at gmail.com or you can contact me uh, via Twitter at Ian Ramsdale or there is a contact form actually on my new website so if you want to have a look ianramsdale.co.uk uh, you'll find a few more details and this podcast and its new home uh, on the website ianramsdale.co.uk like I say thank you once again for listening really really appreciate it and I will be back with uh, more content more about League One more about the Broncos more about the game in the South 
and hopefully you will be with me too. Enjoy the season, it's going to be fun. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 